Hi, good morning, and welcome to CIO Leadership Live. I'm Mary Fran Johnson. I'm the Executive Director of CIO Programs here at IDG, and joining me today for a very lively conversation about digital transformation on a very big scale is the CIO and VP of Unisys Corp, Upander Fanda. Upinder Fanda. Once a provider of large-scale computing systems and mainframes, Unisys Corp, which is today about $3 billion in revenue, has had to significantly transform its business over the last three years. Today, the company manages large-scale IT operations for its customers, providing them with software services and security products. About 85% of Unisys's revenue now comes from providing cloud and infrastructure services, and nearly half of its business is in the government market. In his current role as VP and CIO since 2014, Abinder has worldwide responsibility for IT within Unisys, and that means identifying, innovating, securing, and delivering all those IT services and solutions through some 20,000 employees worldwide. He also does a great deal managing outside partners and clients, as so many CIO roles today are both internally focused and external. And all of that transformation that's gone on at Unisys has required a significant amount of change, which has led to Unisys being a CIO 100 Innovation Award winner two years in a row, last year and again this year. Prior to his current role, Upinder was VP of Applications Globally, and before that, he managed the Corporate Program Office for large-scale corporate initiatives. By next year, he will, have near, he will have 40 years of his professional life devoted to this company. He started out with the Burroughs Corporation before it merged with Sperry Univac and then became Unisys. And if you check out his LinkedIn profile, you'll see that the first line says, it's an amazing time to be in technology at Unisys. So we're going to talk about why that is, plus a whole lot more today. Good morning, Upinder. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, good morning, Mary Fran. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, before we get into all that digital transformation, it always sounds so glamorous, doesn't it, digital transformation? It's such an industry buzzword these days, but it's, it's such reality for so many companies across every industry, probably even more so in the technology industry when you think about what, what has gone on. So before we get into talking about Unisys specifics, let's kind of float up to that 30,000-foot view and talk a little bit about the disruption of the tech industry and all of the change that you have been dealing with and how that has directly impacted Unisys and your CIO role. Um, well, I, I don't think Unisys uh, is any different to, to any other uh, large corporation from a from a technology standpoint, you know, um, I think everyone's been through a similar journey over the last uh, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, all large corporations, you know, um, uh, went down the path of, you know, implementing an ERP, for example. Yes. Um, you know, uh, 15, 20 years ago, everyone um, either, I guess it was the choice of Oracle or SAP, and then we went down the Oracle route. and. Uh, um, you know, since then we, you know, everything was on premise. You know, we because we believed, like everyone else, that we can do it better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, you know, we spent the next fifteen years integrating everything else that we could in sight and building this huge, uh, huge tanker. This powerhouse. Right? And, yes, exactly. And, and we were, we were very proud of it. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know, over the last four or five years. 
um, you know, business, business moves very quickly. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the requirement from the business is uh, changing uh, a lot quicker, mm-hmm. um, you know, from where we were, you know, five, six years ago. And, uh, you know, so, you know, from our perspective, we had to look at how, how can we enable our business um, and but it was very difficult with the with this sort of infrastructure that we built with your tanker, um, yeah, mm-hmm. our tanker. <laughs> um, and I needed to like convert it, let's say, from a tanker to a tugboat. So yeah. that was the challenge, mm-hmm. um, you know, to go from a fairly large fixed infrastructure to a a lot more flexible yes uh, infrastructure that could uh, uh, you know speed to business mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Well, the one of the uh, when we talked about this previously, you made the point that CIOs often have to be gamblers. You have to put bets on eight different horses, and maybe three of them will come in. But you feel like you gambled on all eight horses, and they all came in. That it took a lot of risk, and that you got really lucky. Uh, talk about how you did that. Well, so you know, every CIO has a transformation cell, Mary Frank. Right? Mm-hmm. It can't be a CIO. If you're not have a transformation cell, so yeah, <laughs> my cell um, actually was uh, was was put together. I had a new boss come in about uh, three years ago, and mm-hmm. we had a business review coming up. And it's the first time I had met him, and actually was in a restaurant in a Mexican restaurant in uh, down in Reston in DC. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was bringing him up to speed with IT, and uh, we didn't have any papers, so we took a napkin and you know we started jotting down this. Uh, these are the things we want to do. This is our current state. This is where we want to get to. These are all the work streams. Right. And I brought, I brought it, brought the napkin in the next day, gave it to my VP of apps, and I said, can you turn that into a chart? And mm-hmm. uh, he, he he brought it in the next day, and, and it became my transformation. So I'm, I'm telling you, I have presented that now some 50 times. Wow. And, and it's running true. Mm-hmm. It genuinely started on a napkin, right? Wow. Because yeah. there is there is no I think for every company you have mm-hmm. to create your own journey. Yes. Um, and uh, you need to understand where the corporation is, where it needs to go to, mm-hmm. what are your hurdles. So, um, you know, the the analogy you gave. Um, there are many parts. Obviously, you have to work on people, you have to work on processes, and mm-hmm. you have to work on technology. Yes. Um, but how much can you absorb, right? So, you know, I I said that you know we we picked. A bunch of, of work streams that we thought were important for Unisys. If mm-hmm. we could, if we could achieve those over the next two years, um, and like I said, you know, uh, we picked you know six, seven, eight of them, um, hoping that you know we would come through with at least three or four, right? Mm-hmm. With with resources that we had, um, you know, I have a great team. Um, I have great vendors who work with me, uh, and uh, uh, in our case, we managed to deliver all of them. Um, which I think, you know, I think there was a lot of luck there as well. We took a lot of risk, mm-hmm. um, but we got the reward for it, right? So within the last, you know, two and a half years, I think we've moved the corporation forward at least 10 years, right? Yeah. From a from a flexibility standpoint, from a cost reduction standpoint, 
Um, and then, I mean, as you say, with the with the awards, which which are great, mm-hmm. actually for the organisation, yeah. right, for all the work that's been put in. So yes, well, uh, give us a few bullet points about some of those metrics. I've seen them listed on some of the press releases about the reductions that you made in the IT budget, in the uh, headcount cuts, but also in other significant areas that let the business grow more. Right. So so. You know, our challenge um, was when we started this, and so that was our current state. Mm-hmm. Um, our run, obviously, having reduced a lot of uh, resources, when you do that, you tend to, uh, you know, when you, you look at your run build ratio, yes, it's it's the build that you're reducing, right? Because you need the run to keep the lights on, right? right? So, right. we were basically at around 85, 90 percent run. Mm-hmm. And 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 very little build left. So you know there was not really much room for innovation. Right. So we had to and and you know we weren't going to get you know a lot of funding. We had to self fund this transformation. Ah. And so really we needed to we needed to attack the run. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 reduce our run by by automating IT processes. For example, mm-hmm. um, you know we we went down the ServiceNow route uh, today. Mm-hmm. Anyone wants to contact IT, that is the one place they go to. Um, and then then we looked at those no-go zones where you know mm-hmm. in an IT budget there's not really much discretionary. I mean you have your labour yeah. line. But then really, you know, uh, you have this maintenance line, which is what, you know, you're paying annually mm-hmm. for all the software that you're using. And those vendors don't tend to negotiate too much on those because they have you captive. Yes. Uh, and so that was a pretty significant line for us. And, and I had to try to break that. So one key decision we made was that our, our strategy was we were going to move into the cloud. Yes. And therefore... We're not going to um, upgrade anything on premise back three years ago. Okay. And so, having done that, um, then I could look at you know how much money am I paying because we, we're an Oracle customer, a Microsoft customer, mm-hmm. and then see if there were any other providers out there, third-party providers that can give me support. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need upgrades or anything; just support, make sure my business. So. And that's what we did. We looked at third parties. Um, we managed to find one, and uh, we actually reduced our, our Oracle costs by fifty percent, uh, uh, which was a significant number that gave us, you know, some room to start moving. Yes. Uh, on, on some of the work streams. So um, that I mean that you know we, we didn't really leave any. Uh, uh, there was no no go zone. We looked at everything, you know, yeah. even looking yeah. at Microsoft, you, I mean, we are an EA customer. So, mm-hmm. you know, we sign up on a three year agreement. Um, and there's significant amount of money, you know, 2021 million over over three years. So mm-hmm. um, and it normally goes up every time you come to renew. Of course, that's um, their model. Well, yeah. last last time it went down, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we went down into detail almost as if by scratch and I think I've uh, mm-hmm. frozen. You have. You've frozen, but we. I'm still getting your voice, so we can you, keep you can talking. Hear me, okay. Yes, exactly. It so, will unfreeze. <laughs> so you know, we we renegotiated as if we were a new customer. Yes. Um, and we looked at every uh, part of, uh, um, you know, every uh, bit of software mm-hmm. that the company is using. How many licenses do we really need? 
Um, it was quite a big exercise, but and we, we did get a third party to help us. Ah. Um, and uh, that really helped us to, um, you know, to, to minimize mm-hmm. um, our cost with them too. So that gave us uh, a, a significant amount of money too yeah. uh, to fund. So, you know, every every year down this journey, that's what we've been doing. I mean, when we, mm-hmm. you know, um, downsized our global sourcing organization, um, you know, we were looking at, you know, 30, 35% reduction um, on there. So all these uh, components were, were helping us. So today we're running at uh, uh, a, a 55% uh, uh, run and a 45% build. Wow. Wow. And with that 45% build, um, talk about some of the some of the things you're able to do now that were not possible before? Well, I mean, there's a lot more innovation. For mm-hmm. example, last year, um, you know, we, well, we we were running PeopleSoft for a long time on-premise. Yes. Um, you know, we, and again, this is being our cloud initiative. We chose to, to move to Workday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Workday implementation on average, you know, as a company our size is around 18 months. Okay. Um, we managed to implement that in eight months uh, with mm-hmm. no additional cost from the corporation. Yeah. All right. So um, we, we were able to absorb that and actually reduce our, our cost for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we also um, uh, had time to, to create, uh, I have a big push for, for self-service um, in, uh, yes. in the company. I'm really trying to eliminate the, the help desk. Um, and uh, you know we we uh, we launched our uh, our bot uh, called Iris, which by the way is Siri, Siri backwards. Backward, yes, I thought that was right? clever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it really will be hopefully by the end of the year um, the only place an associate goes to for any help. Ah, it will either solve their problem or it will tell them how to solve their problem. I mean, we will have a, a very small help desk behind there just for level three type mm-hmm. uh, type calls. But yes. uh, so another area, um, you know, we, we, we're in the security business. We have a security product called Stealth. Um, and mm-hmm. and so we um, one of the big moves last year uh, was we moved all of our infrastructure, some 500 servers, uh, out of our data center into the Azure cloud. Yes, and you mentioned uh, that you were the you were a test case essentially for both Microsoft and Oracle by I, moving I, by moving so much into the Azure cloud. Yeah, I, I truly believe that I think we are the only corporation that's actually managed to do it. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So you know that again, um, you know I, I, I presented a few times I presented at the uh, Hackett uh, best practices conference mm-hmm. um, you know so we, we had this picture of this mountain and so that's where we started at the bottom and, and we're climbing this mountain and then as you're going down here you know as you're going up the mountain you'll come to areas where you know no one else has been right you need to get from this peak to that peak and there is no bridge yeah so you either stop go backwards or you build that bridge Mm-hmm. And um, so a lot of innovation in all these work streams because we wanted to continue moving forward. And so we built those bridges. And now, you know, we're, we're becoming like a reference for, uh, for, for our vendors. Well, and that's uh, one point, too, that um, you made when we spoke, that you've essentially got the advantage of being the first one to implement 
the technologies that come out of your own engineering labs. So in a, in a very serious way, I think we agreed that drinking your own champagne was a nicer way <laughs> to phrase it than the other industry phrase about eating your own dog food. But right. So you've been doing that a lot in the last two to three years. That was not happening beforehand. Um, not as much. Okay. No, I mean, obviously we did a little bit, but um, very significant over the last three or four years. Mm -hmm. um, we've been, uh, uh, you know, a lot of what we do internally, Mary Fran, is what we're trying to provide for our for our customers, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, it makes sense for us to, um, you know, to be able to be a reference uh, for, for, for our sales force. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and now, especially with, um, the amount of, you know, even even to the point of actually talking about Iris. You know, we've put Iris together. I mean, we haven't productized it yet. But actually, mm -hmm. it can be taken and plugged into any company. Oh, um, interesting. You know, so, for yeah. example, you know, in IDG, you have, I don't know, 15 departments, right? You can mm -hmm. put Iris in, and each department maintains their own FAQs, <laughs> right? And so the there is not really a need for IT. It's just, you know, they, you, each department manages themselves. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and trust me, it will, it really, for example, we've reduced our, so far, we launched in January. Mm -hmm. We've reduced our work, uh, our help desk calls by 50, over 57%. Wow. Well, let's, um, that today you're, what did you tell me? 96% in the cloud and about 4% that you'll tidy up in the rest of the, um, uh, the rest of the year. But you didn't bring in scores of new people to help do this. You essentially were in a, a state of having to reduce the headcount, but basically work with the, you had to go to war with the army you had. And what, how did you manage that? I mean, this amount of change, when you talk about it, it makes me think of companies that bring in a whole new, uh, you know, suite of executives at the IT level and replace, you know, roll over 50% of the employees. But you didn't do any of that. How did, how did everybody that was part of IT before and the ones who got to stay, what kind of things did they have to change? How did, how did you manage that? Um, yeah, I mean... I, I'd been really happy if I had the luxury of bringing in a whole new army, but uh, mm -hmm. I didn't have that luxury. So, right. um, like I said, I think, you know, um, we were a traditional IT group um, and, um, you know, very good people. Mm -hmm. um, and and so we went through a pretty, uh, pretty aggressive uh, downsizing. So yeah. there was a little bit, you know, with that comes a little bit of shock to the organization. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, but I, you know, I got everyone together. I uh, talked with them mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and really spelled out what, what we needed to achieve and what they needed to achieve. Yes. Um, and, you know, we were, um, you know, when you're not bringing in a lot of new people, you know, your skill sets get a little bit stale. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, you're a little bit, you know, when you get a business problem, you're almost offering a, a legacy solution. Yes. Um, and, and so we needed to get out of that mode. And, and so I wanted everyone to enable themselves, um, you know, in, in, in taking up the challenge, um, you know, learning new things, learning new skills, 
which actually um, was 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 an improvement for themselves as well. They they became more marketable. Um, uh, you know, the yeah. application people, you know, are, have been working on Workday. The technical people have been creating bots, mm-hmm. um, and and their resume looks much better, right? So. Right. It's very difficult to to get the culture change going. Mm-hmm. That's like the longest part of this thing, um, and I, you know, I wouldn't say a hundred percent jumped on that boat, mm-hmm. um, but I would say in our case probably probably fifty percent did, mm-hmm. um, and and fifty percent are doing a great job. You know, so you you have to monitor your people, pick the ones that are are are, are jumping on the boat, and 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 you know, move along with them into the build mm-hmm. and and the ones that are not, because you still have run. You know, you still have run to keep yes. going. Mm-hmm. And and some people are happy doing that, right? So right. um you know so it like I said very friend, it was a hmm. it, it, there was no prescribed formula. Um things happened in the right way. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, your your lovely face is still frozen on the monitor here. Is there anything yeah. you can, I don't know, re-click on your end? Hang on. Let me see. You certainly know a lot more about it than I do. I'm trying. Okay. Well, the, um, uh, the next thing I wanted to ask you about was um, you would – when a new CEO comes in, your new CEO arrived in 2015, and it was certainly at a moment when Unisys was in a certain amount of crisis. And a lot of times, probably the majority of the time, what the CEO does is brings in his own CIO. You know, the chief information officer usually gets replaced in a case like that. Um, but you not only survived it, but you've actually thrived in working with Peter, um, Peter Altabuff, your, your CEO. Um, but you told me your very first interview with him, you were having a chat in the hallway, and you were kind of assuming he was going to fire you, but he kept you. So talk about that okay. just kind of from a personal aspect, how that all worked out. Um, well, I think um, Peter... Uh, Peter brought a new perspective to the mm-hmm. corporation, um, and um, you know he was challenging, and rightly so. Yes, you know, challenging every um, part of the organisation, especially the corporate staff organisation, mm-hmm. <clears throat> for you know how much we cost, the size, etc. Um, and uh, you know it's it, it's like anything, um, you know, when you've been doing, like I said, you know, um, my role for for quite a while in the corporation. Um, you, you you feel as if you know what you're doing, but um, <laughs> yes. he, chal- he challenged that. Mm-hmm. Um, I rose to the challenge. He gave us some very very tough tough asks. Yeah. Um, and um, you know one of the things um, we we did was do a um, uh, a hacker benchmark, mm-hmm. and uh, um, that was really after we'd done all the reductions, and um, and actually the the hacker uh, measure IT on on seventeen work streams, uh-huh. and and we mm-hmm. we blew every work stream out of the park. The the uh, hacker best uh, best uh, world class uh, cost of an associate oh, IT cost of an associate mm-hmm. is around eight thousand bucks, and we were running at about three thousand bucks. So hmm. you know from a from a size of IT and the cost of IT for the size of the corporation, um, 
we we were um, actually um, you would say if you looked at that benchmark, you should probably spend more money on IT. Um, <laughs> but the problem the the problem we did have was because I asked uh, a different uh, benchmark, which was the amount of revenue the company is bringing in for the cost of IT, and that unfortunately was the other way around. Oh, and so you mm-hmm. know we were too expensive for the amount of money that was coming into the company. Right. So we had to get you know we had to get better, mm-hmm. and you know so I understood um, you know Peter's challenge. Um, he pushed me uh, and and the organisation um, you know down this path of 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 basically looking at um, looking at new avenues for everything that we do, mm-hmm. um, and you know we 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 started off. Um, you have to be careful because you still have to run uh, run your business. Uh, for example, the Azure move, we, we did that with our uh, development servers uh, first, obviously. And, uh, you know, learned that. Um, and there was a learning curve with that. Mm-hmm. Once that was successful, then we went on to the production environments. Okay. So, you know, it, you know would, would I have done that 10 years ago? Probably not. Ah. Um, but, you, but you might not have done climate, it five years ago, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the, climate of, the climate of the corporation was something that required us to take a, a calculated risk, and we did. Yes. And I've tr- tried this video, and it's not doing it. Yes, that's okay. We can hear you perfectly well. And anybody who's uh, tuning in may be just listening to us anyway, because we're just sitting here at our desk, so it's not w- what I'd call fascinating action-oriented TV. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about your relationship with uh, the other business leaders within Unisys. You mentioned that you just had dinner the other night with a marketing leader and that you have relationships now with marketing that we're talking about three or four or five years ago would not have existed. So the, the reputation of IT within the company has gone through a significant transformation of its own. Oh, oh absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think over the last three years, you know, we're a lot more apparent. Um, we're... Um, a lot more current and uh, you know we've upped our communication with our associates mm-hmm. um, we you know we're we've, we've also improved our relationships with the business um, and then then obviously each leader of that business right so um, it's uh, you know we as we've been going down um, the journey um, I think we've touched um, you know every leader Right with uh, and and fortunately in our case with with with, with positive um, and positive experiences for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also understand, and it's a two-way thing. They also understand our limitations. You know, we, you know, right. we, it's not that you know we have millions to you know throw at this. Right, we're doing it with 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 the skill sets that we have, with the budget you know wrap that we have. And, and and the challenges and the tasks, they all understand that. Mm-hmm. And so I think are are very appreciative of of what we have achieved. So yes. with that comes the respect. You know, um, mm-hmm. they have a really tough job trying to big bring you know money into the company. Mm-hmm. They also understand that we have a really tough job trying to ensure that you know the company is running. So and mm-hmm. and is current. Yeah. So I yeah. think you know we are way closer now. Um, with the businesses and the business leaders mm-hmm. um, than we were uh, even four years ago, five years ago. Um, there was a there was a feeling that IT just do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think, you know, with, with the process that Peter brought in, um, uh, that, you know, uh, helped to, to eliminate that, uh, uh, that opinion. And I think now, you know, we work as a team. Um, everyone understands each other's challenges um, and there's respect behind that. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, it, in anything in life, you have to earn respect, Mary friends. So mm-hmm. over the last three years, we three and a half years, we've, uh, I think we've earned the respect. Well, and it just, it, I think it, it, it's all the more impressive just from a staffing standpoint because you had at your peak, you were over 600 people in IT. And I think you said your count now is more around 250. So, well, 250 full time, and full-time. I do have like mm-hmm. about 100, um, you know, that provides service to me. So. Right, right. What are, having gotten through the the three first three years of this, and you know, an astonishing turnaround—the thing that the Hackett Group admires, the CIO 100 application judges have admired. Um, what are your next steps? What are your big business and technology initiatives for the next, into 2020 and 2021? Because I know that CIOs are never just thinking in the here and now. You have to look ahead as well. So what are the, what are the biggest items on your to-do list for the next two right. years? Uh, so 2018, Mary Fran, and, mm-hmm. and as, as, as you informed everyone, I've been here for a while. So, <laughs> yeah. so I know... 2018 was, was a stellar year for UIT in, in, in Unisys. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of delivery we did, the amount of change we did, um, and also the, uh, you know, with, with all of that, we, we reduced our cost as well. Um, so, you know, I, I sat there, I was trying to see how, you know, how do I make 2019 better? Yes. That's a pretty big. That's a pretty big challenge. Pretty big bar. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, you know, last year I said we moved workday. We moved to workday, mm-hmm. um, and it, that was a very large, you know, cloud implementation. And and so this year we're we're um, we've just got underway an RFP. Um, our we, we 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 in our applications world we have two big elephants. One was our HR which is normally the core mm-hmm. and then the other one was the is the, is the uh, e-business suite or the ERP okay. Oracle ERP so mm-hmm. we've just launched the RFP for that um, and our you know that's the elephant we want to move into the cloud um, and there's a lot of challenges around that um, mm-hmm. it'll be I'd say seven or eight times more difficult than um, than what we did with uh, with workday uh, we have a lot of customizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, some 3,000 customizations that, as you know, going into the cloud, you're not going to have customizations. So right. Um, right. really, there's a lot of re-engineering of processes and simplification mm-hmm. uh, to go down. So that's that's our biggest challenge. Mm. Um, you know, from a uh, I think from a from a technology standpoint, um, you you mentioned you know when we started this journey, we were 13% in the cloud. And mm-hmm. uh, right now, I have a cell that says that, you know, we're 96% in the cloud. Oh. And, and that's a combination of platform uh, as a service or uh, application as a service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a, it's been, it's a significant change and, and also an environment which is a lot more flexible for me to, uh, to work with, right? Yeah. Because in the cloud, I can, I can tone up and toned down very quickly. I give an example, I gave it to you in our previous conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, in the old world, if, I, if, if the business wanted a new environment 
Um, I'd have to go procure a server, wait for it to get delivered, have an engineer install it before it came online, test it. So you could probably say six to eight weeks, I'd be able to provide an environment. Today, right. I can probably provide that environment in an hour. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a significant change as far as that's concerned. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about the aspect from the customer point of view in all this, because during all of these last couple of years, <laughs> Unisys has kept a lot of its old customers, but also added new ones, and that that's especially um, a focus, probably as it always is, for sales and marketing teams to add more in the future. How has the customer expectation changed in terms of what they look to Unisys to deliver to them and um, just how the company relates to them differently? Um, well, I, I think it was twofold. One, we do have a, um, you know, we've been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Unisys is now iconic name, um, been in the industry for a long time. So we also have, you know, um, a lot of, lot of loyal customers, right, that mm -hmm. have been with us for, you know, 20 plus, 30 years even. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the focus over the last uh, three or four years, I mean, it's always a focus, but really um, has been into trying to pick up new logos, so new customers. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, we brought a, uh, a lot more products um, into, into the mix, mm -hmm. um, especially around security, uh, around, in fact, transformation. Right, we have a, a, a methodology, and 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 we provide that service a lot, um, very similar to what we've done internally in in NIT. Right, we can do that for a customer, mm -hmm. and and so I mean that, you know, our results in 2018 showed a a significant turnaround. Right, um, with uh, probably most successful year I think since 2003. Mm -hmm. Right. And, that, and that, so that that, you know, was a big change. And of course, the challenge for us is to, you know, keep that going this year. Right. right? Um, and, and really show the turnaround. Um, and so I think with that, right, we're getting a lot more, um, I think, credibility back in the market space. Um, Peter himself, you know, he's mm -hmm. he's on the Security Council uh, for the government. Um, you know, so mm -hmm. that brings a lot of um, you know, respect with that when we, you know, we're, we're a, you know, a security is in everything we do. Right. Yes. So, um, it, you know, all of that, um, it, it's, it's never one single item, Mary Fran. It's, mm -hmm. you know, when things start to work properly, it's like, you know, we're talking about it. I'm just one component that component started to work, but mm -hmm. our financial team have, have have done a huge change mm -hmm. and and you know so their costs are reduced they're they're providing a, a better service all all the different cogs at hr have now moved to workday and simplified their processes it's easier to engage with us yeah um you know our sales team we have one sales team you know we used to have product and services so all of these changes are now coming together and and really i think making us a force and bringing credibility with it with with, with our clients mm -hmm. 
the um, do the expectations from your government clients are they significantly different from what your private industry clients expect from you? Because I, I, I ask that because I talk with a lot of CIOs about what the customer demand metric is like these days, and there is. Um, you know, especially the expectation that everything will be available in the cloud and will likely be self-service. I mean, it sounds like you're very much serving that, but I wonder if when you meet with customers or when you hear about them directly from uh, the people managing their accounts, um, is, there, is there a big difference between government and private industry in terms of what they're demanding from Unisys and from other vendors? But, and there is. I mean, as you know, there's a lot more <clears throat> compliance required to be a government contractor of course um, and, and 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 also it's not as easy moving you know a, a, a government organization into the cloud as it is you know moving commercial so mm -hmm. you know they are a little bit you know uh, more difficult but you know we we, we have a um, we have a great leader uh, who runs our, our federal practice um, and um, you know, very, very respected in the, in the in the government. And to be honest, if you want to do business in that that arena, mm -hmm. you have to have someone of that nature. Um, um, we have you know some some very key leaders um, in in that area who, who worked for the government in the past and the army generals, etc. Mm -hmm. So um, and and they're a significant part, as you said, of of, of our revenue base and have been very successful over the last three years. So. Um, I think, you know, I actually uh, only uh, three, four weeks ago presented to our federal leadership mm -hmm. this transformation journey. And, um, you know, they, um, uh, the, the reaction, the feedback was, was great because they can use that, you know, with their clients. Yes. And, you know, it's, uh, it's not to say, oh, I work, you know, I, I work for federal and we can't do that. That's, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. You have to work through. I mean, even, even the government will move into a cloud. They'll go into the government cloud. But, you know, it'll yeah. be different to, to, to everywhere else. But, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a big part of our business. Um, I have, um, you know, a dedicated team mm -hmm. for federal because, you know, you have to have U.S. nationals. Uh, working um, on, on on their applications. Um, one of the things, um, you know, we have a stealth product. Um, I don't, I haven't created a separate environment. What we do is stealth actually segregates commercial and and federal, and so no one okay. in commercial can see federal. No mm -hmm. one in federal can see commercial unless we give them access to it. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're, uh, stealth works in a way where we can create a community of interest. Um, and uh, that community, only people who have access to that community can see it. So you don't actually have to have, you know, separate hardware, for want of a better word, mm -hmm. uh, to be segregated. So, which, by the way, helped us a lot with our move into the Azure cloud. I think um, most companies will be using containers mm -hmm. um, and because that's really the only way you can, you can segregate yourself in in a, in, a, in a vendor cloud, right. um, we didn't we didn't need to um, because our all mm -hmm. our infrastructure, all our servers are protected by stealth in uh, in the Azure cloud. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the stealth is basically a cloaking device, so if you can't see it, you can't mm -hmm. hack it. That's the that's oh. the theme we go for. Well, that was always one of my uh, favorite imaginary products on Star Trek. 
was exactly was <laughs> when the, the Klingons, I think, were the ones who had the cloaking technology. I use I use that analogy when someone says to me, "What is?" is uh, <laughs> You'd have to, because I'm sure that everybody who works for the government is a Star Trek fan. Well, that's we'll probably not true. They'd almost <laughs> have to be. Um, well, I would think too that um, is the federal government or or just governments in general. Do you think is that your greatest customer growth? arc for the future oh no no i oh. i think um you know we um that huge push on on our on our commercial side our services um and and really you know services is is like you said 85 percent of our business yes right so you know um we we are um you know really pushing in 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 uh um you know in the in the in the in the, in the commercial arena mm-hmm. um you know, it it your business is 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 a little bit uh, uh, to and fro. You know, federal had a great year. You know, in twenty seventeen, yeah, uh, it wasn't as great in twenty eighteen. Whereas commercial got much better in twenty eighteen. So mm-hmm. they're all they're actually it's now becoming a little bit of a battle. You know, oh. and and bit of competition. Yeah, uh, amongst <laughs> uh, you know uh, federal commercial and also. Uh, the regions, right? So, you know, we're in every part of the world. So Latin America, uh, Europe, um, uh, North America, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Pacific Asia, you know, to see who's going to be, I think they're actually running some kind of competition who's going to be the the winner of that. So it's it's all positive stuff, you know. It, it, yeah. you know you, I've been in the company a long time, and you know when things are going right, you, you feel right, you feel right, you feel energized. And, 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 and I feel that over the last 18 months, um, it's really been building up. Mm-hmm. Well, I think at some point when we were talking uh, last week, you said kind of wistfully that you wonder what it would be like to be a CIO in a company that's you know growing like crazy and has all kinds of money to spend. Um, probably some of your clients could tell you what that feels like. You haven't experienced that in some time. No, I, I, absolutely. First thing I'll tell you, I would never change a day of what happened in my career in Unisys. It's been a uh, it's been an amazing ride. It's an amazing company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, you know, my my whole career. But yeah, every now and then you look at it um, because you know every penny we spend, Mary Fran has to has to bring value. Yeah. Um, and and you know it's it, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough environment, right? So yeah, it, it would be nice if uh, you know we had uh, we had lots of money. But I, honestly, I. I don't think the results will be any different. Um, oh. I don't think if we had thrown even more money to to what we've achieved, um, I think uh, I think the results would have been comparable because um, we, from our story, like I said, we did get a lot of luck. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all the eight horses came in, mm-hmm. um, and no one banks on all eight horses coming in. So um, it was uh, it, it's we like telling the story now, actually. Yeah. Well, you said something. You said your your own sales force finally knows they have an IT department, and it is an IT department that they can brag about and use as a reference client. So that is true. Yeah, very much true. It's, yeah. it's going that way, and, and I'm really pleased about that. Tell me about on the front where you watch emerging technology trends. I mean, you have like the the security product that you mentioned. That's something that came out of Unisys's own engineering labs. 
Yes. Yes. It yes. Is. Yes. So, yeah. what? Uh, talk about what you're exploring and what is it the the emerging edge of technology that you think is is going to be a real game changer going forward. Most CIOs, when I ask them that question these days, they say AI or sometimes robotics. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we as I said last year, we, we were into, you know, getting our bot Iris out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing we were working on was uh, um, uh, RPA, so robotic processes. So mm-hmm. early on this year, uh, we went live um, with our month-end process, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a significant process. Uh, we run some 750,000 interfaces at the close of every month and every quarter. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, there used to be a lot of manual touch points mm-hmm. um, in this process. And uh, um, I'm looking at around a 30% um, uh, efficiency from from robotics. Um, and we were very successful with it in our month-end process. Now we're working um, with each one of our businesses mm-hmm. in our business process to, to roll RPA out. Um, AI is, is, I think, the next step, um, although I'm looking, um, you know, we have some of that with, with Iris mm-hmm. because Iris is continuously learning, right? If, if, um, if, if it can't do something, it works out, I couldn't do this. So it's always learning, right, mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. and improving. So, but I'm looking for like more of a significant AI case which I'm going to work with our, our engineering team with. Yeah. Um, I think that will be the next. But this year, really going to push RPA and self-service. I want mm-hmm. to eliminate. The other thing we, we managed to do um, is uh, we're, we're eliminating the use of VPN. We're, really? we're, using, we're using our Stealth core product. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're now running Stealth on every device in our, our corporation. And, 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 and that protects um, an associate um, in, in getting into our network. Okay. And therefore, uh, they will not, uh, they do not need to use VPN. And that, by the way, mm-hmm. is, you know, it goes down the uh, uh, dynamic isolation is, is part of what we are offering as a service. Mm-hmm. Um, and with our product, for example, if a end device gets compromised, we can isolate that end, end, end point immediately. Interesting. And, and, and you can't talk to anyone, it can't go anywhere else. So it's, it's really using that, um, that sort of uh, community of interest. Each device is a community. Mm-hmm. And if a community goes bad, it just gets locked up. It can't talk to any other community. Okay. So we don't, we don't need VPN. So hopefully the people mm-hmm. uh, that, that are listening in, uh, I think everyone will want to be there. Because VPN, that's old old news now. Well, I would think, too, everyone's thinking about how attractive it would be to cut their networking costs. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's always an aspect of it. You know, one thing now, my friend, mm. in three years ago, everything I did was to look for how much money I could reduce yes. out of that event. It's uh, hopefully Peter's not listening to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always <laughs> the case in, in, in today because now I'm looking at improving. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to increase my cost, but if I if I can make improvement, but not increase my cost, that's good enough. Yes. You know, because we've done so much already. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a nice position. 
Well, it's a good one to be in, and I, I can remember going through this in 2008 and nine how many CIOs I would talk to that would give me their speeches about how they were doing more with less. And I've I've come to really despise that phrase because I think at the end of the day, if if it's just all about cost cutting and doing less and less and less, I think you do less. I don't think you end up doing more with less. Now, maybe Unisys is a case study in the opposite direction, um, which leads me to my final question for you today about what are your... uh, what leadership lessons would you like to pass along to other CIOs who have to struggle with all of these similar uh, changes going on in their industries and a need to digitally transform? And they may not have the level of kind of a crisis that, that Unisys faced down and worked through, but what do you recommend for other CIOs in terms of their approach and their attitude to this I, level of change? I, I think, um, you know, this transformation it's is you you yourself as a CIO transform as well right and okay. and you know you 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 look at um, what I would do is that you need to understand your environment for one you need to understand your corporation and then look at the things that where does this corporation need to go and 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 challenge yourself probably beyond you know, the, the, the conservative way you may have been before, but mm-hmm. really challenge yourself um, and your people in, 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 in taking that, uh, that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, the rewards on the other side are great. The risk along the way is something that, you know, with all your experience in you, you can try to manage. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we did. We did not know all the answers. Um, we took the, the, the risk. We managed the risk. And we were able to get to the other side, and and uh, I think the 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 well, it's we're never at the other side, Mary Fran. This is going to it's a continuing journey. Well, you're somewhere on that bridge that you were building yeah. between the two <laughs> mountaintops, right? <laughs> but the, I'm telling you that the again, I think the the, the job satisfaction from a, an organization standpoint, yourself, um, you know, you reinvent yourself, mm-hmm. right? So I'm different to what I was four years ago. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm challenging every day now, which yeah. probably annoys the hell out of my my direct reports. <laughs> um, but you know, it's uh, uh, because I've got that I've got the bite. You know, I've seen it happen. Yeah. And so you continue to push yourselves um, to see how much better can you be. Mm-hmm. And 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 trust me, you can always be better. Yeah. Always. Well, our, uh, the founder of our company, who um, unfortunately passed away in 2014, um, but he used to say that the largest room in the house was the room for improvement, <laughs> which, right. which I used to roll my eyes at that one. But I actually think that that probably is really true, especially for CIOs. CIOs always seem to be striving and driving and thinking forward. And uh, this is uh, – thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a great conversation. I've been uh, so pleased to hear about all of the problems progress that you've made. And uh, if you joined us for Leadership Live Late, you can watch the full episode. We will post it up on CIO.com a little later today. And it will also be on our YouTube channel, which is IDG Tech Talk. You won't actually see Upinder moving around a lot. We had a little bit of issue with some frozen video, but his voice came across quite strongly. And so the best way might be to listen to the audio podcast of today. And wherever you get your podcasts, we will be there. 
I hope you can also join us for our next episode, which will be Monday, July 15th. I'll be joined by Rob Galvin, who is the Chief Technology Officer of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. And you can find all of our previous episodes of CIO Leadership Live. I I think we're into the high 20s now with these interviews on uh, our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk. Thanks so much for joining us today, and I will see you again next time. Thank you, Mary Brian.